Welcome. It's a wonderful Friday afternoon, and you are listening to Abundance, Abundance Now, Now with Maria M. Lopez. Maria is a certified public accountant, financial advisor, and public speaker. She specializes in advising her clients in their personal business and finances so that they can achieve the financial lifestyle of their dreams. Her mission is to empower others by providing them with the financial tools and education necessary for them to create their own finances. Here is your host, Maria M. Lopez. Good afternoon, South Florida. Welcome to Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. I want to start today by thanking you for attending my meetup by Maria Lopez Financial Abundance this past Tuesday, September 26th in South Miami at TN Poets. We did have a good time discussing the importance of making our dollars grow and what are some of the fears and concerns we as residents face today because the U.S. financial market is too complex And we also discuss about our parents who perhaps were not able to save for retirement. And then we also touched on the the subject and the topic that we do want to leave a legacy for our children so that they do invest in their future. You can find the video from the meetup and also from my previous meetups on my YouTube channel by Maria Lopez. You can also email me at maria.lopez at cpa.com to let me know of any comments and also of any questions you may have on the topic of the meetups. I also encourage you to let me know of other topics that you are interested in when it comes to your own finances so that I can prepare a meetup to discuss exactly that topic. Please note you can register at meetup.com and the name of my meetup is by Maria Lopez Financial Abundance. Another announcement I want to make today is that today, Friday, September 29, is the last day you will listen to Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez on the radio. This is because starting this very October, I am launching my radio show as a podcast. I will continue to host a weekly podcast called Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez, and this podcast will be available in the iTunes and Google Play libraries. The other announcement I have for you is that my weekly podcast will be in English and there will also be a separate podcast titled Abundancia Ahora con Maria M. Lopez. This second podcast will be in Spanish. I am so looking forward to continue to bring to you great content that provides value and that provides you with the simple action steps to taking your finances, whether it is in your personal finances or the finances of your business. I want to thank the family of the radio station AM880, South Florida Bloomberg Radio Station, The Biz, and their team who worked with me during the past six or seven months, Christina Bruno and Alex Martinez. I have enjoyed it very much working with them and building a great business relationship with the entire team at AM880, South Florida Radio Station. Let us now talk about what we are here to talk about today on Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. So back in the 1930s, I was not alive then, but I know the history of it. (laughs) It was the Industrial Revolution in the United States. It was a time when the manufacturing industry started in the United States. These were the major employers and the major companies in this country building the steel for construction across the country. As the towns became cities, the residents at that time learned about the products and services of business owners by walking the sidewalks of the towns and the cities. So they saw the barber shop, the postal service, the tailor, 
the ice cream shop, etc., etc. And as time went by, other industries began to grow and take place. And then eventually we had the catalog system. That is right. The catalog was published just, just like the newspaper was published. And it was delivered door to door to the households to showcase the products companies were selling. Do you remember Sears, Robux, and company? Sears is still around. Sears was the largest player in the catalog industry in this country. Let us now fast forward to this decade and this year, 2017, which we're pretty much about to start the last part of the, the last quarter of 2017. We're about to start October. Today, the internet has been a major player in our society and it has changed the way we do business worldwide. And it also has changed other aspects of our lives. In the area of business, there is now online marketing. There is now email marketing. There are websites and landing pages, videos, audios, music online, music on movies online. Almost everything is now online. Our photos are online, which I would caution us that whatever we post that there is actually permanently stays there, right? So today I have invited a wonderful guest speaker, Jason Casera, to talk with us about what is called sales funnels. You probably heard the term sales funnels before. Jason is a recent graduate from Florida International University, and he considers himself an online marketing strategist. Jason is a millennial. He was born at a time when the Internet was already being used by many of us. Thus, Jason is very fluent when it comes to online technology, software. He understands how to promote and market a product or a service online, how to attract the audience to landing pages, how to capture the contact information of those who are reading my website, for example, or my landing page. And most important, Jason is also knowledgeable in how to close the online sale and continue to provide value to my loyal customers so that we continue to increase sales, meet and exceed clients' expectations, and grow a business online. How are you doing today, Jason? It is a pleasure for me to have you today on Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. Thank you so much, Maria. Uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. It's actually my first time on the radio, so uh, I am a little bit anxious, but if it's a great feeling to be here. Like, this, awesome. This is amazing. Jason, you're a star, so you'll do great. And I'm sure we're going to have a lot of fun today. And by the way, it's a pleasure for me to have you today because today is actually the transition going mm -hmm. from Maria Lopez Abundance Now from a radio station to a podcast. So yeah. uh, I welcome you. Thank you. Jason, before we start having a conversation about sales funnels, would you share with our audience a little bit more about your academic background and if you had any business or sales exposure as a teenager? Yeah, so actually, um, I think it all started when I was a personal trainer at the age of 16. I was very obsessed with personal training and oh. weightlifting. Yeah, so actually, um, I, I would acquire my own clients. I would go talk to people and see if they, they needed fitness, if they wanted to get in shape, and eventually I would develop a network and everything. So I guess at a young age, I already started the, doing the whole sales process. But... Um, Definitely that grew on. I do have an extroverted type of personality, so I guess okay. that also goes into play. And um, eventually I got into door-to-door -door sales mm -hmm. uh, with a smart home technology company. Uh -huh. So I, I would actually go door-to-door -door knocking on people's doors trying to see if they would buy a certain product. And obviously 
that's when I started learning kind of about funnels now that I see it mm-hmm. because it was a process to get into the door. First, it was talk to the person, deliver some value, Got then it. try to get in through the door. Right. Uh-huh. And then once you're in door, if once you're they would say when you're when you're outside, uh-huh. right in front of the door, you're a stranger. Yes. When you're inside the home, you're welcome and you're Beautiful. now part of the family. Right. So that that was the whole point to de- deliver enough value, you know, establish a strong enough relationship with the person outside the door that they would let you inside and then you would sell. You would never sell outside the door, right? So let me ask you this home sales. How long did you do this job for or this uh, experience? This experience, I did it for about a year. W- did you receive training or was this something that you inherently developed to, to learn how to be at the door, go from the doorstep of the home of that consumer, potential buyer, so that he or she can welcome you into their home. Yeah, so what they would do is they would, um, we would shadow uh-huh. people okay. that already sell, like are very good at selling. Okay. And you would just do two sa- shadow sessions, right? Got and it. you would see what they do, and then I guess you would go and try to mimic that, but you didn't know <laughs> why you were doing it. Uh, you were just doing it. You, uh, you were just doing it. You didn't understand why it works sometimes. Gotcha. Right? And you would just try to make the sales. May I ask how old you were at that time? At that time, I was 19. So you were still in high school or you were starting college? I was starting college. Awesome. And you did that part-time? I did that part-time, yes. That's beautiful. But I actually made very good money doing that because sales happens to be one of the top of paying course. jobs. Of course. Yeah, you were earned commission. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Good for you. Now, let me ask you this. What led you to study engineering at the university? Was this a field of study that you saw in your parents or another member in your family? Yeah, so actually my, my dad's a car mechanic. Uh, mm-hmm. He's been a car mechanic for a really long time. And I've, I've always been into process, into technological things. And so I, I got into engineering because okay. I, I wanted to develop that skill even further. And, and I actually had a project which led me into going to electrical engineering because I needed the background. Mm-hmm. So I didn't just go into engineering because I just felt like studying engineering. I actually thought I needed all that knowledge. Right. And eventually I got caught up into um, entrepreneurship as well. Mm-hmm. And that's how I combined the sales skills with the engineering skills. And I wanted to create my own company. Gotcha. And I started seeing that, that all this stuff was actually very important, all this marketing and sales. Wonderful. Now, I'm familiar with, um, uh, I, I realize that the field of study of engineering has many um, aspects of it, just like an accounting, right? Mm-hmm. The accounting industry. I'm familiar with industrial engineering. I think those, that's, that, that's the field of study that builds the, the highways, right, in the streets and stints, mm-hmm. things like that. What is briefly electrical engineering? So electrical engineering is basically anything that has electricity in it. So it could be from these microphones that we're speaking in, right? Okay. They have circuits inside that they have to process the sound mm-hmm. and everything from the computers we're using from mm. high power, like for example, FPNL transfers power, right? Got it. And there's a lot of calculations, a lot of things that you have to take into consideration, right? So it's a very calculated process. And I think that's what's helped me with integrate into my sales because um, mm-hmm. since I have this technical background, it's weird, but I was able to combine the engi- what I've learned in engineering uh-huh. processes yes. and combine it with sales. So I don't just see a sales phone. I don't just see marketing. I see a process. Understand. How am I getting from point A to point B? Like, for example, when I had to build a circuit, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I have to build a circuit that does this. But I have these components. How do I put this together in the most efficient way to get the, the best result possible that you design? Want. Exactly. That's beautiful. And let me ask you this. You recently graduated from Florida International University with an excellent academic record. 
Why did you not take a full-time job to build a career at a major technology company? What was your decision process in choosing for an, another alternative, which as opposed to having a full-time job? Like, what was it something that burning desire that you had inside of you that you said, I want to be an entrepreneur and this is my passion. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. So, so you basically nailed it down. It's mm -hmm. in one word, passion. Right? Passion. It, it did not make logical sense for me to um, deny all these high offers that I got at the end of school. It got did it. not make sense. I could have been comfortable. I could have, I could have really gone up, but I just, I just had this burning passion. You know, sometimes you have to go off intuition and emotion. That's right. And I felt that if I didn't do this now, I would regret it for the rest of my life. Beautiful. So like um, Gary Vaynerchuk says, mm -hmm. just eat it up now so you can reap the rewards later. Beautiful. So you may be the next Mark Zuckerberg, Jason. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can, Jason. You're very talented. Thank you. Let me ask you this. Was your father or your mother a business owner? And uh, was that an influence in you? or that inspire you to become a business owner or an entrepreneur since they won upon graduation? Actually, uh, my dad, ever since he was a mechanic, mm -hmm. he would always do side hustles. So okay. he would work for the company to fix cars, but then right. on the side, he would have some clients to come um, fix okay. their cars in the house. But um, he always wanted to start his own shop. And mm. I would always tell him, Dad, why don't you start your own shop? Start your own shop because my dad knows everything. He can take apart a car completely and put it back together. Got it. He has so much knowledge, and I love that about him. But he's never had, I guess, the, the guts to just launch himself. And mm -hmm. I told myself that if I ever have, like, that much skill, right. I wouldn't hold myself back. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to throw myself into the water. And guess what? You either swim or you drown. So... You got, you're going <laughs> to learn to swim eventually. Anyway. Excuse me. And you know what they say, right? That human beings, the number one skill set that we have is what? Survival. Survival. So I don't think we'll sink. So you always swing. Exactly. Right? You may struggle for a little while, which we all do. But then eventually you'll get the hang of it and you'll swim very well. Yeah. Beautiful. Now, so that brings me to my next question. You have heard the word fear, right? Mm -hmm. F-E-A-R. Sometimes we as individuals fear different things, right? Each of us is very unique and different. Sometimes we fear launching a business, for example. The probability, Jason, for a business to be successful is smaller than the probability for a startup business to go out of business within the first two to five years, especially in certain industries. I'm sure you probably heard in the restaurant industry, hospitality industry, yeah. right? So my question is, Jason, what drives you? What motivates you enough that there was no fear in you choosing to be an entrepreneur and launching your own consulting business? Um, I go by a saying that says, if, if you never give up, you mm -hmm. never fail. Right? I love it. The moment you give up, that's mm -hmm. when you fail. But even though a lot of people think that, okay, maybe you lost money, maybe you lost time, maybe you lost this. Mm -hmm. But as long as you're going... You're, you're still going towards that goal. You're still going towards that path. You're still successful. Every time that Got you it. say, yes, I'm going to get up this morning, I'm going to do it. It's a day-by-day -day challenge. Right. So I know that even though um, a lot of... So those percentages are based on people who give up. That's right. That's that's basically it. Because yes. it, it's all, it's, all a, it's, it's a marathon game, right? Mm -hmm. Who can last the longest? 
If you determine that you're that type of person that's willing to keep going no matter what, no matter what happens、mm-hmm. and gets in your way, right? Of course, there's a lot of factors into that, but、right. as long as you keep going, you're, you're not gonna fail. You're not gonna fail. And so let me ask you this: So, is it what drives you? Is that curiosity of what you're building, the process, the you you enjoying, you love what's out there, that new technology, the internet, how it all works, how to monetize it, how to make profit, a business profitable? Is that what's driving you, or what's more motivating you, or the impact、uh, that you're making in the sale to consumers? Which of those aspects is motivating? What motivating you the most? So, one thing is intrigue,、mm-hmm. and one thing is motivation. For me, the intrigue is the process. All that I love strategizing.、Mm-hmm. You know, I love all those puzzle games and everything. To me, this is a huge puzzle. It's, <laughs> it's fun to me. Yes. But the other thing is what drives you, what motivates you, and what motivates you.、Um, what motivates me is、mm-hmm. is people like you, for example, right? Okay. Someone who also shares the same goal as me to to make an impact in the world because some people want to create a product that does this and this and that. That's great, but what is it going to do for the world? How are you trying to impact the girl, the world?、That. How are you trying、yes. to leave something behind in society, right? And that's what I want to do. I want to inspire. I want to inspire tons of other kids that are graduating from university and、mm-hmm. maybe they want to start a business and they're like, if Jason did it, Jason was a normal person. I'm not special. Right. If he can do it, I can do it too, right? So right. I I want to send the message. This is、mm-hmm. about a message. So it's it's deeper than just about making money or or business or everything else. It's what message are you trying to deliver? Beautiful, well said. Thank you for that, Jason. So、uh, would you like to share with us the high, a high level vision? Now you don't have to give us the trademark and the and the puzzle and everything. How you what you're figuring out because I'm sure you're already thinking about the next ten years of your life. <laughs> But just high level, no top secrets. Where you see yourself, Jason, in the next ten years, for example? Where do you see yourself living, or what business would you like to have created by then? So,、uh, my ultimate goal is to become a digital nomad. So for those digital nomad, yeah, tell me what that means. So、um, it's a wave of、mm-hmm. people that I guess have completely digital businesses. It's all online, and、Got、the、it. perks to that is obviously you don't have a place that you have to be at, right?、Mm-hmm. It's your business. You、right. can work whenever you want. Okay. And you're not attached to a location, so you're location dependent. So I could be in Bali right now. I could be in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I could be wherever I want, right? So I want to travel the world while still have my business, right? Because traveling the world gives you great experience. Well, you know, Jason, I love that because you know I want to be the Latino's favorite financial expert,、mm-hmm. and I would love to work from Paris and live in Paris. So I think we need to set that up for myself. What do you say? In this age and era, <laughs> it's, it's completely possible. <laughs> Beautiful. Now let's talk about sales funnels. When I hear the word sales funnels. I break it down into two separate words, right? One is sales, and the other is funnel.、Mm-hmm. It's very simple. I know what sales is. It is basically the act or the transaction which takes place when I transfer title of a product to a consumer, or the act of delivering a service to a client in exchange for financial resources. It's a sale, right? Transaction. Funnels. When I think of a funnel, it reminds me of that little tool that is used in my car. Like when people at the gas station they drop liquid such as gasoline into a gas tank, right? So the funnel is wider at the top,、mm-hmm. and then as it comes down, it narrows it, right? 
As I put the two words together, the visual picture that I get is that of a cell phone, like I was saying, wider at the top. And then it, as it come down, comes down from the top to the bottom, it narrows itself. So it is at the bottom of the sales funnel when we, I believe, as business owners, make the most sell. In other words, make the largest sell of the service or product that mm -hmm. we are selling to our customers, consumers, or clients. Most likely for the higher sales price. And also, it is at this point, I believe, where we have already gained the trust and loyalty of our customers. A question for you, Jason. Can you share with us how the worst sales funnel got started? Do, you, do, do we have an idea of that? Like, is this a term that has always existed or was it something that got started because of online sales and the, and the birth of the internet? So actually it was even before internet. Mm -hmm. um, there's always been a process. So a salesman doesn't just, I know it can be seen as you just sell a product, but the sales process is break, broken down into many different steps, right? Okay. Um, when you first see someone new, you can't just try and sell them something. They don't know you, first of all. You don't right. know if they like you. They don't know about the product. They don't know about anything, right? So there's a step-by-step -step process that you have to take them through mm. to establish the no like, and trust principles, right? Okay. Um, through that process, you want to slowly get the person to start knowing, liking, mm -hmm. and trusting you, right? It's mm -hmm. not like you just go all in, right? It's, it's, you can compare it to a relationship. A relationship, you don't just meet someone. Hi, my name is Jason. Boom, you kiss them. No. Yeah. Um, in obviously, a month, you're getting married. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's, let's go get married. Right? First, you talk. You know, you have a conversation. Right? So, you take them through. There's a process, right? Yes. So, the sales process is exactly the same, right, with the customer. Got it. Okay, beautiful. And you said uh, the sales process is know, like, and trust. As you said that, I'm thinking of a business, for example, I'm a business owner, and I believe that what we're saying also, Jason, is it that the sales funnel process is because of automation and technology, is something that is continuously starting every day. For example, I may have five leads today uh, that we're recording this show, and I'm taking them from the start, from the very beginning, the no step, right? Step number one, no. But I may already have opportunities lead six months ago. They already may be in the like stage. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? So mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is that the advantage of having technology today is that you can automate the sales process so that you're constantly bringing in, nurturing, mm -hmm. communicating, gaining their trust and all of that. It's not like you start start from now know, like, and trust the entire world, mm -hmm. but rather it's a process that is continuously evolving with every new opportunity. Yeah. Does that make sense? So so that's actually why the the, the word mm -hmm. sales funnel, right? Why it got so the phrase, why it got so popular. Mm -hmm. Because imagine having a salesman at your workplace, right? Trying to get yes. these customers. But now with the digital era, you can pre-record videos. You can pre-record like this audio, for example. Right. And now you have an automated salesman. So imagine having a salesman working for you in the back end while you're sleeping, right? Gotcha. So while you're sleeping, you have a salesman trying to sell your mm. trying to sell your product. So that's the incredible thing that now you have an automated process mm -hmm. to sell products. And with technology advancing, these it, it's it's limitless. It's limitless. You're yeah. so right. You know the meta the, the the thing that I find very uh, similar to is in the world of finances, for example. Like uh, on Tuesday night I had a meetup and the topic of the meetup was on automatic investing. Mm. 
And because of technology, similar to the sales process, nowadays we, can, we don't have to like go to the bank, visit the financial institution or the brokerage service account, company, and just go in there every month and actually deposit a check or the cash mm-hmm. to make an investment. Because of technology, we can set up an automated investment plan so that we're continuously dropping money into it. Exactly. And, and that's the way to go. So technology has been an asset in all areas of, of, of fields of industry, mm-hmm. right? Completely. Beautiful. Jason, in your opinion, should every business have an online presence, even if it is a Google map and a website with the contact information? What do you think about that? If they would like to stay a business in the future, yes. <laughs> To put I it bluntly, that. I'm sorry, really? but you think so? Yes. The the digital era is transforming everything extremely rapidly. Gotcha. It, it's incredible how it's transforming, and if 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 you're not catching up today, every single day that you don't, you're not online mm-hmm. is one day that you're behind. So it's sort of like if I if I have to compare with it's sort of like being an athlete, mm-hmm. right? A basketball player. I remember I know you you were a fitness instructor, right? Mm-hmm. When you were a, a, a teenager. I remember in high school, I was a volleyball player. And I remember every day we had to train. Mm-hmm. And maybe the, the, the volleyball game with the other high school was in two weeks from now. Yeah. But so as an athlete, you got to stay on shape every day. Mm-hmm. As a boxer, as a basketball player, as any anybody who plays a sport, you have to stay on shape every day and continuously do your exercises and everything. So if you fall behind one day, that may cost you the win, wouldn't it, right? And we put you behind. And actually, a lot of large players, multinational companies, we don't have to mention their names, but they have in, I don't know, 50, 40 years ago, they were so huge. They built machines. They probably built the first computers. And nowadays, we don't hear about them anymore, Mm -hmm. right? Because they stay behind. They didn't catch up to to the technology and the advances in the industry. So initially, businesses began creating websites, right? Is mm-hmm. that how we started with the internet? Yeah. And then businesses continue selling services and products online. And then we now have the term called landing pages, mm-hmm. right? Would you share with us what is the purpose of a landing page and how a landing page is different or distinct from a website? Okay, so the whole thing behind the difference between a landing page just to put it simply and a website is that a website has a lot more features buttons text than a landing page does right okay so if we're trying to get someone to opt in by the way opt-in is a way of getting someone's email okay so for example let's say we want to capture someone's email um you don't want to have too many distracting features because if you have a button here, you have a button there, you have text here, you have text there, you mm. have so many different things like on a normal homepage, people can click around everywhere and get out of that, right? So a landing page just tells you here, you either give me your email or you can close the page. That's it. You give them two options, right? So humans are very indecisive by nature, right? Mm-hmm. If you give us too many options, we can't decide or we just go around everywhere. And nowadays, because of technology... We have very little patience, right? Don't we? Mm-hmm. We want everything now, exactly. instantaneously, right? We want to find out what's the where is the Starbucks that's near the closest by me, mm-hmm. where uh, where I can get the movies that come and find out what the how to buy the ticket online already, so I don't have to stand in line anymore at the theater. We want everything now. There's no longer the for gratification. I think nowadays, right? So what's interesting that I hear also, uh, Jason, is that the landing page sounds to me like it's a funnel. Because you're sort of like funneling the people through a process, isn't it? 
Yeah, so the landing page is actually part of the funnel. Okay. So um, basically, you want to get people to your landing page through mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, let's say you're running Facebook ads or let's right. say you have a YouTube channel or you have whatever you have. You want to get them there eventually. Got it. From there, you capture their email. After capturing their email, they just gave you something. So psychologically, that person just said yes to you, right? You sold them because now they trust you with their yes. email. No one just gives away their email, right? Right. And then you can start making them trust you a little more. So you ask them for something else and you ask mm -hmm. them for something else and bigger and bigger. You keep asking for bigger things until they get to the end of your sales funnel and you can sell them your ultimate package or whatever it is that you're trying to provide. Let me ask you something about email marketing. Now we are texting more. We are on landing pages more. We're on, we're on Google search or whatever browser we use. It seems to me that even email communication, email marketing has decreased. And let me explain why I share that. I get a lot of email marketing. Mm. And Jason, I never subscribe myself to those email marketing companies or companies that are sending me those emails. So what would you recommend for someone who really wants to get the attention of the audience or the reader via email marketing? Is it text anymore or is it more like a video? Yeah, so... Um Video is very, very popular right now, know, especially right? because of the retention rate. So yep. the likelihood of someone, typically someone might read one sentence of your email, maybe, right. or they'll just skim through and see a couple things. That's it. That's it. So your first of all, your, your headline, your subject line in your email has to be enticing. It has to be captivating or it has to be something that they're already waiting for, like... Got maybe it. they got something for free because they're mm -hmm. opening your email right okay and then in the in the email itself you mm -hmm. want to keep it very very short with words and just mm -hmm. put a just put a video gotcha. right so the person can watch it and not a lengthy video but a short exactly video let me ask you something about the subject line how do we do that jason i'm an accountant i'm very creative but i don't think i'm a marketer who, who how do we develop? <laughs> how do we come up with the subject line? Do we test several ones? Is that what you would recommend a business owner to do? To, de to, to test two or three or four different subject lines and see which mm -hmm. one catches the most attention? So actually, here, I'm going to go into my science mode. Okay, um, tell me. Testing is the best way to do anything, Beautiful. right? Because you, you can have many hypotheses. You can think many different things. But until you test it, you never really know. So there's actually software where you can test how many people are opening each message, right? Okay. So now you can track which subject line is performing best. Okay. One of the main criteria I like to use for subject lines mm -hmm. is read it yourself. Ask yourself, would I open this email? Is this enticing enough for me? So think of yourself as the customer or the person who would be opening that email. Beautiful. Okay. We're going to go now on a commercial break and we will be right back with Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. My business is expanding and growing. I just wish there was some way to streamline its accounting functions, give me data to forecast my sales, and advise me on how to manage this growth. I heard my friend's 30-minute session with Gallon Accountants helped her get through most of her issues. I'm not surprised. I am Maria M. Lopez, Principal at Gallon Accountants and Advisors. And through our dedication to serving our clients and our mastery of the accounting discipline, we can help get your business back in the green. We're conveniently located in South Miami, and we work with our clients in South Florida and also with clients throughout the country. Call us today to schedule your 30 minutes complimentary consultation. Contact us at 1-800-793-9721. Again, that is 1-800-793-9721.
Welcome back to Abundance Now with Maria M. Lopez. Today we're having a conversation about sales funnels and the importance of the sales funnels in an online business. Today my guest speaker is Jason Casera, who is a young entrepreneur who decided to start his own business from day one upon graduation from Florida International University. Question for you, Jason. I know there are many vendors of software who have built a business in selling to business owners how to build landing pages. Mm -hmm. We don't have to mention their names. Pretty much anyone can do a search on the internet and find the list of online companies that specialize in selling a monthly membership or subscription so that we can create landing pages, correct? Mm -hmm. What are some of the best features of those software vendor companies, Jason? In other words, one can create landing pages and they're so simple and user-friendly that even I can create it myself. I browse through them. Yep. I'm like, this is a piece of cake, but do I want to invest my time doing that rather than doing tax planning strategies, right? We each, you know, have our own strengths. So, but tell me a little bit more. What other features do these companies offer as well that are attractive to business owners that do online sales? So one of the benefits is like you said, they have um, easy templates that you can just drag and drop. Anyone can literally do this. Mm -hmm. You just click and drop, that's it. Um, but definitely, I think one of the fortes of some of these um, sites that, that, that you mm -hmm. can make landing pages on is that they have more than landing pages, right? Okay. So landing page is one thing, but something I'm a big fan of is mm -hmm. membership sites, right? Okay, tell me about that. So the powerful thing about membership sites is that you have a recurring charge, right? And mm -hmm. those recurring charges add up, right? So you have a constant revenue, a constant source of income that's mm -hmm. always coming in on the side if you have a membership site. Okay. So as professionals, right, we always mm -hmm. have something to offer you. You have your, your financial yes. knowledge, your financial background, right? Yes. And you can always offer a sort of membership program to mm -hmm. teach people how to do that. Maybe you can give one-on-one -on -one consulting, but maybe with these mm -hmm. people, you can give them a membership site, with, membership site, which is way lower price, right? Okay. So that's the biggest benefit of these sites that you can build a very easy to make membership site. And uh, the membership site will mean that the consumer will log in to that page that we have created mm -hmm. and they will have access to content, video, audio, something Everything. that is of value to them that they're seeking for information and knowledge. Exactly. Beautiful. Now, let me ask you this, um, and I'm sure the answer to this is yes, but let me just ask, do you currently have a website for your business? Do you currently use landing pages to promote your business, to attract leads and nurture your audience? Is that something you built yourself or you hire someone to build it for you? So I would definitely be the biggest hypocrite if I didn't have that myself. All <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I, I definitely, I do have everything set up. Um, I set that up myself. Awesome. And actually I, I got, I got very obsessive over this whole sales mm -hmm. flow and everything. And I've, I've gotten really deep into it. That's awesome. Trying awesome. to yeah, trying to start my own company. I just yeah, I got I got really deep into it. I knew and it was as, important. And Jason, as you built it, where did you did you? I'm sure I'm sure the answer to this is also that you like you said testing. So you looked at everybody else's websites. Mm -hmm. You looked at everybody else's landing pages, and you picked and cho chose the one that you felt was the best choice for you for your business. Is mm -hmm. that correct? The one that had the best features. Is that what you did? You, you stop, that's what that's what I would do as a tax professional, as an accountant, and financial. Meaning, I look at everything else that's available, all the financial products, and then I pick and choose what's best for me or what's best for my clients. 
would you do the same? Is that what your approach was? So my approach. Or did I, you I, just no, create my, it out of your own? No, my approach was actually it wasn't. It was neither of those. Tell me. My approach is, if someone's able to sell me something and convince me of something, mm-hmm. they're good. Okay. So what I would really do is I would just browse through people's website mm-hmm. who are trying to capture my attention, okay. and I would see if they would sell me. If they sold me and I was really intrigued by how they got me, Understand. I would go back and break down their entire sales funnel. So the good thing is that you can copy other people's sales funnels. You can go through the process, give them your email, give me this, give them that, give them that, give them that. And you can see how they sell to you. And if it worked for me, it's going to work for other people that are my type of personality. See, that's the big difference, Jason. I, will, I was looking at the visuals. Does it look pretty? <laughs> Does it have all the little features? You're looking beyond that. You're mm-hmm. looking, is it selling me? Is it catching my attention? That's beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, let me ask you this. How did you find me, Jason? How did you find Maria M. Lopez in South Florida? And what was it that attracted you to connect with me? And how did you connect with me? Meaning, what strategy did you use? I found you through an automated sales funnel. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how that worked. So, um... I had a, a program that would automatically send messages um, mm-hmm. through LinkedIn. Okay. And it would send out the same message to a bunch of people. And then those people, um, I, my website would be on there. And maybe they would click on my website or they would message me. So then I would drive them down through my funnel. Beautiful. And eventually trying to try to get you to become my customer. So, so you, you wanted me to respond to your message. Uh-huh. And you did that through LinkedIn? Yeah. And does that require a membership or is that a free service on LinkedIn? Do you know? No, LinkedIn. Yeah, you would have to have the sales navigator. The sales navigator. And that has requires a membership fee. Mm-hmm. That's a monthly membership fee. Beautiful. All right. So let's assume, Jason, that I sell watches, mm-hmm. right? And I jump on the internet wagon and I want to start selling my watches online. Advertising and promoting the watches online and creating an audience that follows me and that they become loyal consumers or customers of my watches, right? It's like the beautiful watches, right, that I'm designing. And so I also send them a weekly or monthly newsletter about the new watches that I design every year. Can you share briefly two or three simple steps in the sales funnel of this business, for example? Like what would I do first? How would I attract them? Would I create a landing page? Would it be my website? Uh, I don't know. Should I put... Should I purchase ads on social media platforms, on Google? What would I do? Where would I start? Okay. What do you recommend? So typically I'll strategize about this, but I'll, I'll, I'll think of something quick. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely always start with the back end. So by back end, I okay. mean the landing page and where you're going to sell everything, your automated, uh, automated email sequences and everything. Okay. And the first thing you want to do is the whole point of your landing page is you want to provide something of value. So you're going to give the person something of value in exchange for their email, mm-hmm. right? You want some sort of trust or maybe not even email. I think for watches, since it's a product, yes. you can already sell them something for a mm-hmm. dollar, right? Maybe. So instead of having just watches, mm-hmm. um, you can sell something more low end, like maybe a bracelet. I don't know. You, love you it. can sell a love bracelet. It. So you just go, oh, you just have to pay shipping. The, the bracelet is free. Okay. So that's actually a, a new marketing tactic that a lot of people are using, uh, like free book plus shipping. You just have to pay shipping. Gotcha. Right? And at that point, you're trusting me with your credit card, even though it's a very low purchase. Okay. So once you have that landing page built and you have something to offer, which is either very, very low costing or it's free, 
Um, obviously, you can start emailing them and everything about offers that you have and mm -hmm. why it's such an attractive watch. But the most imp another most important part over the sales funnel is the marketing itself. So mm -hmm. you have to be able to establish a sense of trust with your either Facebook campaign or your social media mm -hmm. or whatever you're doing. Um, show proof of of social um so social proof yes. show that other people like the watch or gotcha. certain people wear it maybe give out your watch for free to certain influencers mm -hmm. that's actually a great strategy mm -hmm. so if some people that ha already have a following you give them your watch for free and they wear it and they're like oh yeah i love mm -hmm. this watch it was given to me by blank and blank mm -hmm. they their entire audience now has your trust as well gotcha. right so there's many different tactics you can use with marketing Mm -hmm. to gain people's trust, gain people's attention, right, and, and eventually get them to your funnel. Beautiful. You know, when we talk about trust traditionally, and, and I'm a CPA, so I'm in a very, uh, uh, what used to be in a, in a very conservative industry, right, uh, before, mm -hmm. I'm, well, now I'm, I think a lot of people will say that I'm not the traditional CPA anymore. I'm, you know, everything else that I'm doing. But when we build trust in, a, in an industry like accounting or in, in the, in as law, also as attorneys, uh, trust is built uh, by being reliable mm -hmm. to, our cons to our clients, by delivering on a timely basis mm -hmm. the, the product, the service, being correct, being accurate. We don't want to ever make an error or a mistake because our clients will, you know, they won't tend to understand that. They won't tend to forgive that. And also privacy, privacy of the person. So it's interesting that building trust online when you don't have that face-to-face -face connection with the consumer it's interesting that the trust factor uh, is gained through another method mm -hmm. right but i will say that would you say that reliability and timeliness is still there meaning that if i say if i purchase something from your website and you tell me that i will have it at my doorstep on Thursday at 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. by UPS, it should pro it should be there, right? Yeah. To continue to build that trust. Yeah. And even even if it's let's say it's not there because things happen, you know, we are human. Mm -hmm. Something could happen. At least send a message. You know, I'm uh, yes. I'm so sorry this happened. You know, maybe even send me a, a flyer or send me something for free. You know, something to show me that oh, I'm, I'm really sorry. You know, to make gotcha. up for that. But even though this is digital, some mm -hmm. people forget the human touch right mm -hmm. so the bad thing about the digital is that some people tend to forget that there, there's this human side of us right we're still humans we, we feel yes. emotions yes. we develop connections and everything so even though it's digital you have to know how to maintain those human connections right with the people and that's mm -hmm. why people bond that's why people trust you in the end because they can right. sense if you're a true person mm -hmm. or they can sense if you're just trying to sell them something you just want money Right. So in the end, it's it's more about what's your message. Why are you you're not just selling something, but right. why are you trying to help them? You know, mm -hmm. so it, it gets deeper down to that. Beautiful, Jason. You know what I've also noticed, uh, and I'm sure most of us and our listeners are also noticed in this industry nowadays in the 2017 and also prior for the past 10 years, is that uh, a lot of the 1-800 numbers or the customer service numbers are most of them now automated. Hmm. And I personally personally like to speak to a person, to a human being, because a lot of times I find myself repeating my answer to the automated 
lady or man on the other line because they don't they don't they don't know what I'm looking for or maybe the choice that I'm looking for is what I'm looking for is not one of the choices that they're presenting mm. as a choice so it's kind of like very difficult and that to me is I think it's creating frustration in the consumer industry uh, because of the automated service but that, you know that's another topic but uh, let me ask you this how does one create a sales funnel in other words I am a CPA with 25 years of public accounting experience. I'm a public speaker. I will now start hosting a podcast starting October. And I am also developing online simple financial solutions, like you said, as a membership site Mm -hmm. to offer to my clients and my audience in general. I know the accounting and the financial services industry very well. I've been there for 25 years. Yet the whole concept of sales funnels is new to me, Mm -hmm. right? Does, would you recommend that a business owner like myself hire an online marketing specialist who can assist in building the sales funnel for a business, having a conversation with me about it, strategizing, because obviously he or she doesn't know my industry, mm-hmm. but I don't know sales funnels either. Mm-hmm. So would you recommend, is that something that one can learn by reading online materials or books, or would it be best if I hire a consultant? So anything can be learned. Right. True. Um, just like how I learned it, anyone can learn it. Mm-hmm. You could learn it as well. But it all—it always comes down to business is about either time or money. You got right? it. So, do you want to invest the time to learn this material while mm-hmm. you could be spending that time doing what you already do best? Right. Or do you want to have someone who already does that well yes. to do it for you? Right. That's awesome. Um. So it's definitely up to the person, you know, if they want to dive into it and learn mm-hmm. it, but that's going to distract you from whatever you're doing. Right. So it just comes down to time or money. And besides, that's a beautiful answer, Jason. And besides, I also heard too that uh, from different world leaders that they say that um, we always want to hire, I think Steve Jobs probably said this, we always want to hire smarter people than ourselves. Mm. Have you heard that before? Yeah. Yeah, because the smarter they are, the more they'll contribute to my mission, to my business, to my to create and to make it more profitable mm-hmm. and to create that impact that you and I talked about initially at the start of the segment, which is to serve our customers, to make an effort, a difference in, in, in the community, right? Yeah. So that that's great. Jason, today you can do business and advise your clients that are doing fi- business physically in any part of the world. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yep, because we have the Skype, we have the internet, we have Zoom, we have anything and everything out there. Mm-hmm. We have text messages, we have WhatsApp, we have emails. My God. Question, have you thought of traveling abroad? What are your plans for 2018? What does Jason do for fun? Uh, for fun <laughs> right now. Tell me. <laughs> for fun right now, it's just business. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, I have fun doing it. I, I don't mind it. But um, one thing I'm doing, I guess I would classify it as fun, is I'm starting a movement called the Mewpreneur Movement. Tell me about that. So um, Mewpreneur, Mew is the coefficient of friction, right? Okay. So friction is what holds you back. Mew. Okay. And then Preneur comes from entrepreneur. So it's Mewpreneur, M-U-preneur. Uh-huh. Um, the whole point behind uh, Mewpreneur is that I want to I wanna be able to inspire and help out. My goal is one million um, young entrepreneurs beautiful to go into the entrepreneurial grounds mm-hmm. and dominate right so i, I want to have an open source platform where i give all this content away for people to to Gorgeous. use so that 
I I know I struggled with it, so mm-hmm. I, I want I want everyone to be able to to start their own business. Right, beautiful. And um, as for travel, um, I am looking to travel and live in Italy for oh, six months in the next Cute. year. Beautiful. And it's not a matter of how it's going to happen. You just know it's going to happen. You're right? just going to make it happen. I'm going to make it happen. And okay. having a remote business, you know, you can right. you can travel and live anywhere else. So let's do this. I'll be in Paris and you'll be in Italy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this. Do you see yourself hiring staff full time as you build as you build your business? Or is the trend now to hire independent consultants? What are your thoughts? I heard. I'll share what I heard. Right, that the future is of freelancers, independent consultants. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, so now because of the opportunities that the digital world offers, um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of freelancers, a lot of people that are doing their yes. own thing. And yeah, definitely, I would support someone else who was also in the same place where I was mm-hmm. and build a team because that's that's the best way. If you're not expanding, right. you, you can't. If you don't, if your team doesn't expand, then your economic economical um, mm-hmm. um, assets don't grow either. You're right? right. So let's say in 2018, sometime this time, October of 2018, you're working from Italy. You're living and working in Italy. Would you hire an independent consultant or freelancer from another who sits in another country? I will think. I, I will say. I'm, I'm imagining the answer to that will be yes. There will be no no hesitation on your part. Right. However, uh, the selection process, the interview process. That's something that one has to consider, right? Correct? Is that something? No, yeah, of course. Right? Of course. To make sure that that person is actually, you know, who they say they are and a trusted person because they're going to deliver a service to your clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So this is going to be a person that's going to be representing you. You know, you, exactly. you you have that trust already built with your, mm-hmm. your clients or whoever. You know, you want to make sure you maintain that trust. Beautiful. Do you enjoy the work that you do? What part of the work you do do you enjoy the most and why? I love it when people get aha moments. Okay. So aha is like, for example, the other day I was explaining to you something. Yes. Um, I forgot what it was exactly. And when I told you that, your face just lit up and you were like, <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Aha. <laughs> right. And I love it when people get those moments because it's like, whoa, like I never realized this, you know. So that's how that works or that's how this happens. I love wow. It. You know. I and and, and that, I guess that pushes me. I, I, I just like it when people have That's those aha right. moments. That's right. It's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That is true. <laughs> Are there any additional comments, Jason, that you would like to share with our listeners today with respect to this topic, especially as it relates to those in the audience who already have a business that perhaps are struggling with online marketing and sales? One or two, two, one or two basic tips that you want to provide to those businesses owners okay so the basic tip number one which is Mm -hmm. just a general tip um if if you are not if you or your business this is for your life too if you or your business are not where you want it to be then that means that whatever you've been doing has not been working got it so what does that mean? If you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same results. Of course. So change something. Do something different. Different. Try something. Take a risk, right? A lot of people are afraid of risk, but mm-hmm. no risk, no reward, right? Is that Albert Einstein? That was actually from Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg? But I don't know if I think Einstein I said it too. Originally, Albert Einstein oh, said really? something like that. 
something about madness is uh, doing the same thing over and over again exactly. and expecting different results. Mm. Isn't it interesting how historically the basics, the foundations of life are still the same no matter how much the industries change. Yeah. If we think, you know, that will be a good topic for another day, Jason. Definitely. Right? Tell me tip number two. And what would you say to someone, a business owner who's struggling with online marketing and sales? Hire a consultant, interview different consultants. Yeah. Tip number two is um, hire someone for, I don't know, give them a try. Hire them for a month, see what they can do. Gotcha. And if they do something meaningful or you can obviously go learn about this yourself, try to implement it yourself. You know, if you don't True. have the revenue for it and you have the time. Yeah. So th there's always a way just if you are not where you are, change something, do something different. Got it. You know? Beautiful. That's that's change your business model. Change yeah. something, something, something's something got to change to change. You can't have a different result if you're doing the same thing. And sometimes it is us that have to change. first. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's our mindset. Mm -hmm. It's our approach. It's us internally as point, our point of view. Exactly. Yeah. Completely. And then tell us your one or two recommendations for someone who would like to start a business. How can online sales help this person start a business successfully? So um, a tip I would give is obviously if they're starting a business, they can access all my information on my on my website. Okay. I'm by looking up Mupreneur. I'm also starting a podcast, by the way. Okay. So there you go. Uh, they'll be they'll be able to find me on my podcast. <laughs> I love it. And um, share the name of your podcast. Do you already have a name for it? Yeah. Um, the Mupreneur Movement. The Mupreneur Movement. And it will be on iTunes and Google Play. Mm -hmm. SoundCloud Beautiful. as well. SoundCloud as well. Let's do that. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, just just go online. If you're starting a business, you know you have to you have to learn all this knowledge. You know, so of course. Start looking up sales funnels. What yes. is it? Um, get deep into it. Find mm -hmm. out why you need it. Right. Um, definitely find out how to do Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. Those are very important. Yes. Or any sort of advertisement. Mm -hmm. And and something um, that I love that Gary V says. Um, yes. I'm a fan of Gary Vaynerchuk. Okay. Um, something that he says is to document everything that you do. So. Tell me about that. Document your process. So, so people, like I was saying before, people uh -huh. love your story, right? Yes. So the best thing that we can do right now, you, you have a cell phone, right? You have, you can record video. So record yourself going through your day, you know? Yes. Oh, hey, I'm doing this. Or today I'm struggling with this. You know, I'm trying to start a business. I'm struggling with this and this and that. Right. So, so people like to see that you have a story behind you, you know? That, yes. That you've, you're trying things. You're really trying, you know? Um, so just, just document your process. Document your story. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you, Jason, for sharing your morning with us today. I enjoyed it very much, this topic and your company, having this conversation. Congratulations to you for going after fully and being an entrepreneur. Wish you the best in Italy in 2018. By the way, being an independent consultant or a freelancer is the way to the future. There's a lot of expectation that as technology continues to advance, there will be more of, more of us as small or medium-sized business owners and freelancers worldwide. I enjoyed it very much having you as a specialist representing the online industry and bringing your expertise and creativity to share with our listeners. I invite our listeners to email any comments or questions from my guest speaker, Jason, or from myself at maria.lopez at cpa.com. I want to thank all of my loyal listeners at AM880 South Florida Bloomberg Radio Station for tuning in every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern. I thank the management team of the radio station for hosting my radio show for the past six months. 
I welcome you to my podcast starting next week on iTunes and Google Play. I invite you to listen to the replay of this interview tomorrow, Saturday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I wish you all a wonderful evening and a great weekend. Thank you, Jason. Thank you.